What's up, cinephiles? Welcome to Movie Draft with Nick and Keegs, the podcast where we pick a movie theme, actor, character, prop, you name it. We then take turns drafting a team that best represents the episode's theme. I'm Nick Metzler. And I'm Keegan Kahanis. Let's draft. The Movie Draft with Nick and Keegs. All right, this is our second episode. Uh, our first episode people got to listen to and i got a lot of great feedback i know keegan you got a lot of great feedback we got so many suggestions for a draft for uh new drafts to do and some of them we're going to do pretty soon because they're really good ideas yeah we had some great suggestions that i'm actually really excited to uh dive into and do some research for so so ever the perfectionist, me and Keegan, after the first episode, or I would say maybe even before we even got the first episode out officially, yeah. had some ideas how to change the podcast. Yeah, I think it was it was probably the night before it went live. We were already thinking of things that we wanted to change. Yeah, exactly. It was uh, one of those includes we're going to release an episode every week. And that will be a draft one week, and then our Hollywood homework segment the next week. So it'll be every other week you'll get an episode, uh, a different episode. And the Hollywood homework will be a little shorter, because we'll just be talking about one movie, and the draft will have a little bit more room to talk about our picks, and uh, some of the picks that didn't get picked as well. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that was kind of the main thought process behind it, was being able to give a little more time and attention to each subject so that we don't feel cramped um, for time and for what, what we can fit in there. So so next week you will see uh, The Terminator, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the podcast as well. And uh, then we'll go back to uh, uh, draft the week after that. And uh, we got it planned out here till the end of the year for uh, some really cool movies and drafts coming up. Yeah. Definitely. I'm, there's there's a couple I'm really excited about, especially uh, the next movie draft coming up. So, And uh, the voting. We're, uh, we're not going to lean too heavily on the voting. Uh, we want to hear your opinions. We want to hear your draft suggestions. We want to know who we didn't even talk about in the podcast. Uh, we're not going to do some official scoring, but uh, just uh, Keegan's feelings are hurt so <laughs> not at all no but okay uh, okay uh actually i never counted up the total did you count up uh, to see i didn't but i saw a lot of nick responses so I'm, I'm i'm guessing you won that one but i think it was mainly because of forrest gump and also because i uh vetoed your uh michael jordan pick from space jam so i got a lot of space jam followers <laughs> uh space jam forever i got my space jam backers I so i was really conflicted on that one so i feel like that gives me at least a little bit of leeway on it but yeah that's true <laughs> um it, we still want to we're going to be a little competitive about it but we're not going to you know take an official score it just it was hard to do it on all platforms but if you want to know everything about our podcast you go to our instagram account it's movie underscore draft we'll have all the information about where you can uh, find the podcast where you can listen to it and uh, we'll have postings about We'll still post each for the episode, and we'll have the team postings throughout the week. Maybe we'll uh, let the episode post, and then we'll uh, have the teams posted later in the week. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely keep those uh, suggestions coming because, I mean, there's there's been two episodes that we've uh, already decided we're going to do that were strictly from suggestions from listeners. I feel like with as much participation as possible from the listeners, like it's going to make the show even better and more fun to listen to. So. 
So we're coming up with draft number two. It's going to be our needle drop episode. Hope you guys enjoy. We'll come back at the end of the draft and we'll talk about next week's Hollywood homework. All right, let's draft. For this theme, for this draft, yep. is needle drops. Now explain the needle drop for our our listeners here. Needle drops in a movie where uh, a pop song uh, pops up in a movie. Uh, it could be for a montage. It could be actually playing in the movie where the characters hear it. Mm-hmm. Or singing uh, along to it. Or singing along to it, but then once they're actually singing a song that, like a musical, those are not. Yeah, musicals, things where songs were made specifically directly like to be um, in a musical movie don't count so yeah. like like the wizard of oz doesn't count the sound exactly. of music doesn't count yeah. exactly yeah. yeah la la land the musical right yeah, yeah that's yeah, the yeah. most recent one yeah so it has to be a pop song that's in a movie there's a couple of great directors who are just the absolute masters of it absolutely that we'll be talking about later when we get going on the draft all right, Keegan's got the first pick in the draft for Needle Drops. Oh, thank God. All right. This was a tough one, man. It was so hard to, like, narrow down my picks because... So, before I choose my first pick, what I'm going to say is, like, my criteria. So, my criteria for this one, I went in not only for, like, crowd pleasers, but, like, the idea was when I hear this song on the radio outside of the movie... If it immediately makes me think of that movie, that qualified it for this. Yeah, that's you know, a, that's a great definition of a needle drop. Is if, the, if you yeah. can think of the song and the song isn't at first related to the movie, but now it has been married to it. Yep. We when we worked together, we would do that when <laughs> yes. the song would play overhead in the store. We'd go, "What movie?" Yeah, and it'd always be the same movie, even though that song might be in other movies. But it might be more There's iconic for that specific movie. movie. Yeah. Well, and it's even to the point where when I hear the song, I don't even think of who's performing it. I think of the movie that I it think was of the in, movie, yeah. And it makes me want to go home and watch that movie, go put it in. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that has yeah. happened many times when I've been at home, I've been at work <laughs> and then I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna go home and watch that movie now because yep. I've heard that. <laughs> All right. Okay, so pick number one. I had to get this one out of the way. Um one of my all-time favorite directors, one of my all-time favorite movies. It's you only think of this movie when you hear this song. Miserlou from Pulp Fiction. I mean, you hear that, and not only does it, like, make you think of that movie but it just makes you think of that time period of movies because Pulp Fiction was so polarizing when it was released because no one I mean no one was really ready for it even though they had seen seen Reservoir Dogs no one was really ready for how iconic that movie was going to be and that song just sets the tone it opens the movie so you're talking about the very first song in the movie when the credits come up yep that's your favorite that's that's my pick yep all right, I like it. It's yeah, it the uh, the surfer rock. Yeah, that's great. We're gonna cut in the music, so oh, perfect. Okay, you yeah. don't have to hear me. Yeah, no, no. Sing. But maybe we should do that before each clip will go. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> like it just it sets that tone. It sets that that kind of dirty L.A. California surfer tone to the movie. And I mean, there's so many needle drops that 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 Tarantino has done. I feel like that one is his most iconic. Uh, I 
I don't know if I'd agree because he has so many. It's ton. Yeah, him and the other one that we'll talk about both have iconic ones that like yep. we could do their own draft Absolutely. with their movies. Yeah. Um, okay, so for my number one pick, and I have this as my number one pick, I wanted to save was another Tarantino one, mm-hmm. and this one it probably won't be as popular, but it's the most recent, and I think it's the best use of it he's ever done. Is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Please say it. Out of time. It's at the end of the movie. If you haven't seen it, it's about a fictional actor and his stunt double. And then the true life events of the Manson and uh, Sharon Tate. And towards the end of the movie, he's coming back from Italy after filming Italian Westerns. And he's, he's, New Hollywood's taking over. And he's being washed, he's out of time. So that's the name of the song, Out of Time. And you got the billboards coming up of all the old Hollywood as the montage is going. And you have shots of Sharon Tate and you see her and it's saying Out of Time because... It is the night of the murders, and it's coming up to out of time. So usually when he puts a song in there, it's also a great song, and it it works with a great scene. This one is he found a song that had great meaning to it. Mm -hmm. And he does that with a lot of other ones, too. My other favorite uh, Tarantino one is... Putting out fire, gasoline, David Bowie. Oh yeah, and glorious bastards. Glorious bastards. That's a great. I scene. mean, that one's more obvious because he, she is uh, literally going to start a fire. Yeah. But just that song and the slow motion of her walking down the stairs is great. Yeah. But out of time, I feel like he took everything he learned from needle drops and story and just married it into one of I think his best movies. Wow. Out of time. You went really philosophical here. Yeah. I like that. That's awesome. Tarantino could go both ways. Absolutely. Now you thought I was going to do a different Hollywood one. Which one were you thinking? I thought you were going to go with uh, Brother Loves Travel and Salvation Show. That's great. I love that one too because mm-hmm. I love that Neil Diamond song. And I love where it plays in the movie because that's just when things start to shift. It's when he finally picks up that hitchhiker yep. and then they go to the ranch. And that's when the tones really start to shift in the movie. Yes, I agree. Yep. And with Out of Time, though, it sets the tone for that night oh, and I the history that. of the real history and then how he does the revisionist history. Yeah. And basically what he's saying is everything up to this point was true to history that was nonfiction. Yeah. And now we're out of time. And, and I never made that connection. And everything before. out of out of time it changes. Yep. History changes because she doesn't die and they go to Rick Dalton's house. Yep. You know, so yeah, that's my pick. Number one pick. That's Sorry, good, I went man. long with that, but no, I but, love that. I love that cue. Now you just drop. inspired me because I had because my next my next pick that I'm that, that, that I'm going to use now um, is my more autobiographical pick. Okay. Okay. Um, but since you went so so philosophical there, I'm um, I'm definitely going to move this one in, into my second spot. Um, it's from another director who uh, is really good at needle drops. Uh, been out of the game for a little while, but his first few features use music really well. So I'm going to go with Tiny Dancer and Almost Famous from Cameron Crowe. Blue jean baby, LA lady, seamstress for the band. I love this scene to death. I can, like... 
this this is one of those definitions where the music this song is married to this movie and the feelings you get from this from this scene because in that scene it's when they when they get back on the bus after that party after the I am a I'm, golden, I'm a golden god. god scene you know and and everybody's mad at each other and the song just plays and people are just kind of move move moving move to it at first and then they just all start singing it and they just all come together and realize that they're this family on the road. And then this is the moment where Patrick Fugit's character, I feel like this is the final seduction for his character. Where, because Kate... Well, Kate, Kate she Kate, says Kate you're home. Him, she says yeah. you're home. And that's, and that's exactly what it is. He realizes that this is who he is and who he needs to be around. And this is the type of family he's been searching for because his family was always... You know, he, he comes from a really dysfunctional family, even though they seem functional. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just his his induction in basically kind of his coronation into this world of music. He's been accepted. He's He's been to that party. And, and the band also has forgiven... Uh forgiven a, a boy in black eyes name, Billy Kurups. Uh, yeah, what was his character's name? Um, like can, um, but uh, just giving up... Uh, yeah. He just had a bad night, but he's like, guys, I had to get out of my system, yep. and it seemed like everyone forgave him, and yep. yeah. Um, you son of a gun. That was my number two pick. Um, it's a great it was. Scene. It was two. It's I had it there. <laughs> it was my number two. It's one of the all-timers. It yeah, is. it's a crowd pleaser. Yep. It, the song, yeah. It, that song is forever attached to that and one. And it's, I, I, I think now, because of that movie, it is my favorite Elton John song, just because I connected to that, and yeah. just with with the cast all singing along to it, and you can tell that, yeah, they knew they were filming the scene, but they're but they're feeling the music as they're performing it, too, in the bus, and it's just, oh, man, gives me chills every time I watch that scene. Great pick, great pick. That was one that, uh, yeah, that, I would have taken that one if you didn't take yeah. them. That was my number two yeah, pick. I had to take that one early. <laughs> um, well, so I like how we kind of match each other with the theme of the pick, like we went mm-hmm. Tarantino. Now I need to go with my crowd pleaser because okay. it, it was lower in my list. But I want to make sure I get it, because if you get both of these, I feel like you would win the poll. <laughs> right. So I'm going with a classic. I think we'll go with a little Bohemian Rhapsody, gentlemen. Good call. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the fandango? Wayne's World, Bohemian Rhapsody, Queen. That song was not popular Mm -hmm. until, I mean, it was popular when it came out, and then it became even more popular when that song came out. It it, got back on the charts because of It got back on the charts. A lot of these songs that's happened with, and it it got back on the charts. I'm sure Tiny Dancer went up a little bit, too, when that was on. But this one exploded. Yeah. It was like Wayne's World, and then that song was the next thing to it. So that movie seen because that was what ninety two. Yes. So that movie when it was released, that was my introduction to Queen. Was hearing that yep. song. A lot of people are age. Yeah, yes. and then being yeah. like, oh, who's who's this band? Yep. Yeah. That, that was my and to Mighty Queen. Ducks because it had Mighty Ducks had We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions. Mighty Ducks two. Yep. Mighty Ducks two. Yep, and, yeah. I can't. Yep. Remember, yeah. You those blend together for yep, me. But that was ninety four. So that was a couple years later. Yeah. yeah. So that that. And that was that kind tracks. of the Queen Renaissance, and that got me hooked on a Queen. Those mm-hmm. two movies. Absolutely. Uh, it's just iconic. The car ride, 
they they all have their parts. The four guys in there, so they all could play a part. And it was, it's it's Man. comedy gold. It's brilliant. I gotta admit that was not on my list. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, that was not on Ooh. my list. Oh man, I should have waited. I had some uh, other ones, but that's all right. Because right. I feel like Tiny Dancer and Wayne's World, like those two, and Bohemian Rhapsody, they're they're like the the one and two of all timers. Yeah. Like uh, popcorn uh, movie drops, Absolutely, needle drops yeah. for sure. All right, I gotta go. We gotta go. Um, we're gonna go big, big epic stadium level here um i like when a song is used in a movie that not only gets the gets the the crowd amped up but it gets the character in the movie amped up even though they don't know they're listening to it they don't know it's being played over the um the montage sequence i have the tiger rocky three Rocky, he's got to beat he's got to beat Clubber Lang, but he doesn't know how to. So you know, this is when uh, Apollo, Apollo uh, trains him, right? Yep, yep Apollo yep. Apollo brings him to California. They start start training together. Eye of the Tiger plays. They're running on the beach. Running on the beach. He, They're midriffs. You know, yep. Uh, the song is cliche now. It's overused in so many things. It was even overused in the later Rocky films. But this song was huge when Rocky Three came out. I love. A movie montage. I don't care <laughs> if it's good or bad. Yep. The 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 best ones are the worst ones. Yeah. Um, just because the song will be dated, the movie might be good. Yeah. We could probably do a whole draft of montages, though a lot of these will be crossover picks because I have some montage ones as well. Yeah. Um it's it's one of my favorite montage picks. It's definitely great pick, great pick. I would have picked a uh uh, Rocky Four montage. <laughs> Hearts on Fire. Hearts on Fire. Oh yeah. Because you get the low tech versus high tech training montage mirrored together. Yeah. That's been parodied to death. That montage. Oh, That's one of the so good. It's uh, so bad. It's good ones. Yep. Um, good pick. Rocky Three. I like it. Rocky Three. I have All right. Tiger. My number three pick. Uh, well, let's go with uh, what, what I have here because uh, it's not really mirrors what you have, but I love this song. I love this director. He's one of my favorite directors of all time. David Fincher, Fight Club. Marla, look at me. I'm really okay. Where is my mind? Trust me. Everything's gonna be fine. You met me at a very strange time in my life. The very end of the movie, it just it it just sums up everything that happened in the movie. Where is my mind? Yep. The iconic glass shot of them holding hands as the buildings are blowing up, and you get the split second shot of the penis again for, <laughs> yep. for the great callback. <laughs> the porn shot. Yeah. Yep. This movie came out in 1999. I talked about that uh, book last week, uh, the the last episode about how great of a movie year that was with the Talented Mr. Ripley when yep. we did that. Yep. Uh, that movie year is just so great, and Fight Club is such an iconic movie for me. It got me into David Fincher. I think I saw that before Seven, to be honest, because I okay. was right around high school then. But where's my mind? It's just perfect, because you got the electronic Dust Brothers 
music throughout the movie. Yep. There's no needle drops throughout the movie. At all. At all. And then all of a sudden you get the blaring of the Pixies, Where Is My Mind? Mm -hmm. And it just ends the movie. It's just, mm, it's a perfect ending to a movie. Yeah. Love that movie. That, that was on my honorable mention list just because I... That is such an autobiographical pick for me, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but almost famous one out over that one in my list. But uh, nice, nice, and much like Wayne's World, that was my introduction to the Pixies too. That was the first Pixie songs I, I, I yeah, ever same here, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then yeah, uh, that's like, a great pick. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you. I, I love that scene. Oh, I love that scene so much. It's and such a great it's shot. One of those, I I only think of that movie when I hear that. Song. Oh yeah, that's the, yep. yeah. Forever mirrored together. Yeah. All right. Number Most four definitely. for you. What do you got? Oh, man. Okay. So, man, see, you're going a lot more autobiographical. I was going for, like, big crowd pleaser wins. Let's see here. Well, I feel like Fight Club is both of those things. It's it is. It's autobiographical and is. a big yeah, crowd pleaser. That, that's true. That's true. The thing is, the even the crowd pleasers are some of my all-time favorites. So, yeah. all of these are personal favorites of mine as well. Yeah. All right. I got to go for one that isn't... Okay. It's definitely not a movie that I really like. But it was such a big song, and this song swells up in the end of the movie, and it makes you feel like it was a good movie, even though it isn't, just because of how well the scene is shot and how well the song is used. I Will Always Love You from The Bodyguard. And I I don't like that movie, but I love that scene. I don't buy their romance one bit throughout the movie, but I just love how that scene is edited when, 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 when. Are you talking about when she's getting out of the she plane? She comes off the plane. Yeah. It, it's a great scene. No, no. It's a great scene and a great song in a bad movie. That song was like what uh, My Heart Will Go On was before Titanic. Absolutely. It was, that, that soundtrack was huge. Yeah, and this this th this soundtrack was absolutely massive. It is a good needle drop where it is. Yeah. And th there is some dialogue, but it's mostly the song. Yeah. No, I agree. Good and, choice. And Whitney Houston's voice on that track is amazing. I mean, yeah. she's fantastic. And, and it was written by Dolly Parton. Yep. One of the greatest. Yep. So there you go. All right. Um, my number four pick is uh, this is a personal favorite movie of mine. Actually, a lot of these movies I find are in my top tens. Okay. Like Almost Famous is one of my all-time favorites. Fight Club yeah. is up there. Not in my top ten necessarily, but it's up mm -hmm. there. Uh, this one is in my top ten. Okay. This movie, I feel like, is the ultimate needle drop movie. I feel like this has the best needle drops. <laughs> I know you're going with this one. I knew you were going to pick this one. I'm so happy. I don't know if you think you think what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, Boogie Nights. Yep. God only knows. Oh, you want the God only knows from Boogie Nights? Okay. Yeah. There's so many to choose from. Yes. There is the epic Alfred Molina, Jesse's girl. And uh, uh, Sister Christian. Sister Christian. Mm -hmm. Those are iconic scenes, but God Only Knows has been used so many times in movies, oh, but man. anytime I hear it, it was a theme song to a great Bill Paxton show, Big Love. Oh, I HBO. didn't know that. I, I never watched the show, so I didn't know that. Yeah, was that the was a theme song. Well, he has three wives, so God Only Knows. It was yeah. very, it's, a, it's a perfect theme song for that. But That's good. <laughs> it works great for Boogie Nights. It's at a scene where 
they're wrapping up their stories and it's a great montage. Yeah. You get to see what's happening in their lives and uh, it's like you see what's happening to this family that you've been with for three hours and Mm -hmm. it ends the movie that way. There are so many great uh, disco songs, rock songs that it's it's wall-to-wall greatness. But God Only Knows kind of sums it up and to be completely honest, it's my all-time favorite song. Really? God only knows. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. I love the Beach Boys. I love Brian Wilson. I love the psychedelic Brian Wilson. Yeah. I watched that movie with Paul Dano and John Cusack about him. Oh yeah, I never. Love and Mercy. Yeah, Love and Mercy. It was actually really good. Okay. And he really got to get into the mind of Brian Wilson, who I just adore, and I really love this song, and I love this movie. So when they were nice. together, I'm like, oh god, this is great. Yeah. God only knows. That's a great pick. Yeah, I I was I was expecting Sister Christian. That was that was the one I was expecting. It's a great scene, but I feel like just like with uh, Out of Time, it sums up the movie more. God only knows. Absolutely, yeah. Like uh, Sister Christian and Jesse's girl almost are together. I can't really separate them. That whole yeah. segment. So I felt like that'd be cheating if I did two songs. Right. So I went with oh, God okay. Only. Yeah, fair. Yeah. And, and I didn't want a Space Jam situation. What? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, and that scene is. I, I, you know, like to say that that scene represents almost like a panic attack on screen, like, or just an anxiety attack. Like, there's oh, just so, so anxiety much going yeah. on in that scene. With the little pops and the drugs yes. being used. Oh, man. All right. Fifth pick. Okay. Pick number cinco. All right. So. I'm going to go with another just like. Man, I want to say decade-defying pick. Like, I feel like this this song in this movie defines such an era of film that you can't... And it and also has a, quite a few needle drops in it, but this is obviously the major one. So major that they use it twice within the movie. Um, I'm going to go with Don't You Forget About Me from The Breakfast Club. Connects to the statement that the characters are trying to. Yeah, don't you forget about their letter, you know, and it's It's very on the nose, but also the song was very good. So yeah, it was a very good song. Yeah, and um, no, I just feel like I had a lot of '80s picks that were that were battling for contention on this list, but I feel outside of the super obvious ones, I feel like this one better defines the list as a needle drop. I like it. I like it. Yeah. All right. My fifth pick. Well, you got me against the ropes here, buddy, because you took my tiny dancer pick, and that was one of my five. I don't think I stole any. You didn't. I didn't steal any of yours. Uh no, because uh yeah, because I thought I thought you were gonna take the boogie nights one, which was on mine, but no. Okay. Yep. Whew. Okay. So I I I got a lot of picks I could go with, and uh, I got a comedy. I got my Fincher, I got my Beach Boys, yep. I got Tarantino, uh, my wild card pick I'm saving for someone special, so I'm going with, <laughs> man, I'm, do- I'm stalling is what I'm doing. Yes, now. you are, because you- <laughs> um, you're reeling here. You know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to match you, because I need an 80s one too. Yeah, you do, you don't have one. 
You say that like I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you don't have one. You need one, you, sir. You need one, sir. <laughs> well, then I'm going to take an iconic one that is forever linked with this and this actor. He wasn't wearing pants. He was just in a shirt. Ah, nice. Old-time rock and roll, risky business, Tom Cruise. That's a good one. Bob Seger. The, yep. That song is forever. Just, you don't even need the song. You just need the da na 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 and yep. just the slide, and that's yeah. it. Again, we're just humming the songs. No. <laughs> <laughs> yep, this isn't the actual recordings of the song. So as we were going on in the draft, I'm like, okay, I see where we're going. And like, I had some other picks I really wanted to talk about, Yeah. but they're more personal picks. And this yep. one is almost like um, for Bodyguard, for you. Yeah. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I haven't seen the movie in its entirety, but everyone knows this scene, it's which not... makes that pick even more yeah. amazing, you know. And this movie, like, it's not a great movie. It has its moments, and the best moments in the movie are because of music-related moments. Like, um, this uses In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins really well. It's used extremely well in this movie, and the score in this movie is really good. But yeah, not a great movie, but this is... I mean that that is another decade defining moment. I feel like that, that song, scene that overshadows scene. the whole movie. Oh, it does. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, it just no. interrupts the whole. Yeah, it, it it that song that scene is that movie. You yeah, know? forever connected to. In case in point, I haven't seen the whole movie, but I still know that that is yeah. extremely iconic. Like I remember, I remember seeing um, when Nicole Kidman hosted SNL. They had her do. Yeah, that they had her do. Scene. Oh, it's been parody to death. Wild card. All right. right. You're up first. Uh, what do you got for wild card? So again, I, for wild card, it could be any medium, any yep. genre, uh, an exception to the rule, yep. some kind of, uh, uh, it doesn't even have to be a song necessarily. It could be a composer or something like that. Absolutely. Wild card. What do you got? So I went with, like, my wild card pick was probably the second pick I had in my head with Tiny Dancer being my first pick. Wild, this this one came into my mind, and um, it was because this actor had been connected to so many other picks that were on my list, but uh, I feel like this one just suits the wild card because it wasn't in a movie, it was in a TV appearance, but this song is forever linked to this scene, and this is Working for the Weekend. From the Chippendale Saturday Night Live bit. Like, Bravo, sir. One of the funniest SNL bits they ever did. Oh. Chris Farley in his prime. Patrick Swayze in his prime. Yes. This is and right after Ghost, or I right, think it's around Ghost it was, time. It was right after Ghost. It was just before Point Break. Um, I had other Swayze picks on my list. I had Dirty Dancing on my list. I had Ghost on my list. But this is the one I was just like, this has to be my wildcard pick because... This is one of the, not only one of the funniest SNL skits that I remember as a kid, it's just, I see this as one of the best SNL skits in general. This is like, like, like when I think of great skits, this is in there. Oh, many people agree with yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's an all-time iconic. And yes, and you're right. 
When you think of that song, you think of that sketch. All I think of when I hear this song think is of- Chris Farley gyrating and, and, <laughs> and Patrick Swayze trying to ape some of his moves, which is just great. Great pick. You can tell you're a child of the 80s, oh, uh, Keegan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, it's I'm older than you, and I'm, I'm that too. But there's yes. only one pick from the 2000s in here, which was almost famous, <laughs> and that's just at the cusp of the 2000s. Well, you got you got Pulp Fiction in there, Pulp, too. Pulp Fiction from the 90s. And Almost Famous is 2000s. So. By a Bodyguard from the early 90s and then Eye of the Tiger and don't you forget yeah you know yeah, it's 80s I think 90s. your other picks that you didn't get to were more 80s I bet oh there's a to. lot more yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> alright for my wild card pick um, it's not necessarily a song it's in the movies it is a song but it's more of a partnership between these two this group and this director okay we have not talked about Martin Scorsese yet which is oh a crime God, yeah. against yes. needle drop humanity <laughs> I think we're going to lose listeners because of that. Well, not with my wild card pick. I'm picking Martin Scorsese and the Rolling Stones. Let me run down some stats for you. Oh, I love it. There have been 12 Rolling Stones songs in a Martin Scorsese movie. Mm-hmm. And the way Martin Scorsese lo- uses music is very on purpose and, and not just hit songs. All of the Rolling Stones songs have been only in his four gangster movies. Never in anything else. Goodfellas, Casino... Departed Mean Streets. Wow. Only in in mobster ones because of the high intensity of the stones. Yeah. And now what more specifically, there's one song that has been in three movies, Gimme Shelter. Gimme Shelter. never feels like it's oh he's going back to the well it always makes sense in the song if yep. he had it in every movie it wouldn't make sense it wouldn't make sense in silence right <laughs> or passion oh not passion of the christ Jesus i want christ. more rolling stones in shutter island please yeah exactly <laughs> but it makes sense in a mobster movie it's that Absolutely. high intensity that fast guitar and stuff that keith yeah. richards like bringing it so See, yeah, and that's so funny because I always connected him using the stone so much, and I always thought it was in so many of his movies. But it's just the four gangster pictures. That's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I you, never realized that. Yeah, so uh, uh, the stones and Scorsese. That's my partnership. That's there great. are so many it. other. This is a good way to get into uh, uh, some honorable mentions. Definitely. Let's uh, let's run down some Scorsese ones. Besides all the stones, he has so many. If you just take the stones out, you got Layla from uh, Goodfellas. A, yep. Which is a great montage. I feel like we can't do a montage theme for a long time because there's so many mirrored with the needle drop. <laughs> yes, yeah. Where we get to see all the people being knocked off from the the heist. Yep. Ain't the slow pan into the meat cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, shipping off to Boston, The Departed. Yep. That song is forever locked in with that. Yep. All the oldies music that he used for the the good times. And Goodfellas, it's so obvious because everything before like the 80s is nostalgia yeah and then afterwards it becomes frantic you know 70s rock uh yep. what is life george harrison the the rolling Stones, because they're on coke and they're just they're crazy out of their minds yep so the music tone changes and that's how scorsese uses it that's how tarantino uses it to tell a story instead of dialogue with out of time absolutely like that yeah yeah the one that i think of um is uh the scene in goodfellas when he's He's taking Karen out for the first time, and they go through the back. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's, all time shot. Kiss me is the song. Yep, and then he kisses me. Yep, yep. Yeah, and he's taking her through the and the, the song and yeah. The song is about how 
this guy is wooing her. Yep. And that's what's happening. He's she's being wooed. Yeah. Know? Yeah, that's an all-timer. I love that scene. He he uses a song so deliberately. So this one I wanted to pick. I wanted to pick, but I feel like it's a little more kitschy. But uh Deo from Beetlejuice. That's good. That's a good one. I feel like that's one where anytime I've heard it, it's it links it to that scene where they're sitting around with those grotesque shrimp fingers coming out of the bowl. Yep. And yeah, they they, they do the. I think of uh, yeah, I think yep. of the dinner party every yep. time. For Absolutely. That. Yep. Uh, another one I liked that I really wanted, but I got Wayne's World. But this is gonna be my backup comedy one. It was another Queen one from a comedy, and I just noticed this now. Okay. Shaun of the Dead, Don't Stop Me Now. Oh, when they tear across the bar. I can't believe that wasn't on your short list as much as you love that movie. Yeah, yeah. See, I went so 80s, it's it's crazy because that was Beetlejuice. Yeah, that was an 80s pick. So to prepare for this, I watched uh, Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. Twist my arm. I watch Boogie yeah, Nights right. again, um, and then I watch Baby Driver because uh, Adrian, my wife, had never seen uh, Baby Driver. The needle drops in that are deliberate. They're part of the movie. You yep. know the coronation. You've seen Baby Driver. Obviously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a great movie. I just thought the songs were just a little bit off the mark. I wish they were just a little bit better, or they were just deep cuts. I felt the same way. I felt like the, the songs... songs were just. I love uh, the Lionel Richie Sunday Morning. That was great. Yep, that's a great scene. And there's some other ones, but there's some other obscure ones that I'm sure Edgar loves. Yeah. And if you look at Edgar's like movies list or yeah or music list, they're some deep obscure cuts. Yeah. You know, so it's really hard. But they weren't as accessible as the Tarantino ones. See, and I feel like that was my disconnect from that movie. While I really enjoyed that movie, I was expecting the soundtrack to be like. Boom, like huge. Yeah. I was expecting it to be. I wanted a Tarantino level, like, oh yep. man, I remember this song. It was good, and now it's going to get better because yeah. it's in this movie. And I don't feel like any song is directly related to that right. To that movie, but I love that movie. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic it's movie. It's a great yeah. movie, yeah. yeah. But so, I love In Shaun of the Dead, Don't Stop Me Now. That's, that's a great, great, that, great movie. I can't believe that didn't make it on my list. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I keep going with comedy? Absolutely. Since I got some comedy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one I love personally. And I don't know why it gives me the chills because it's not like I like this band or like this song, but mm-hmm. it's this is the end when they get to heaven and, and they play <laughs> Backstreet Boys. Backstreet's back. <laughs> yeah. You get the Backstreet Boys cameo. The real reason this is in there is Canada loves the Backstreet Boys and they became a hit in Canada okay. before they came in America. And I know this because Seth Rogen and Jay Baricell talked about it in uh, press for this movie. Really? Okay. And they're like, because someone asked them, why Backstreet Boys? And they're like, because we're from Canada, and they were huge in Canada. Yeah. Because they must, I think I Want It That Way, their first song, became a hit in Canada first. Huh. And they kind of claimed them as their own for a while. Right. And so that's why they were in that movie, because they're both Canadian boys. And it just works perfect. It's <laughs> that's so, awesome. Yeah, I re- it's so sweet. Yeah. I remember watching that movie for, for the first time, and my wife, Erin, is... A diehard Backstreet Boys and NSYNC yep, fan. Yep, yep. When that when they came out, like she she flipped out. We we were living in an apartment at the time, and we were probably watching this movie at like I don't know 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning. And she literally got up and started freaking out. And I thought we were gonna get a noise complaint <laughs> because she was so excited that they showed up in that movie. I and think it's a I, great scene. It's a great ending to that movie too. I think I teared up with the music come on and like it's so just pure joy <laughs> yeah. and love. There's nothing wrong about it. And the fact that it was them too. It was oh yeah, and all, they were game for the original guys. Because yeah. it came out of a place of genuine love, not of uh yep. 
we're going to make fun of you, so could you be a cameo in this movie as a has-been? Right. It was out of pure love, and that's I love that. Oh, that's awesome. I love that pick. I got one more comedy one. Okay, and I have a couple comedies that okay, I can cool. add, add to it. Yeah. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is a, is <sighs> full, it's an all-time classic, yep. but none of the songs really match it. The only one that does is the trailer. I felt the same way. Hooked on a feeling yep. and that trailer. Now, the song's in the movie, but I feel like it's just great in the trailer. And I feel like that would have been a good wildcard pick. Yeah, because of the trailer. trailer. Yeah. And also, I would have done gone with uh, Volume 2, Fox on the Run. Because oh, that's yeah. not even in the movie. Yep. But in that trailer, it's awesome. It gets you pumped for and the next one. it's on time. the soundtrack, which is funny. Yeah, but yeah. not in the movie. Yeah. But unless it shows up at the end credits, maybe the second It probably songs. does, yeah. Um, but the other one is, and this is... Uh, a whole MacGuffin of the movie, or it really helps you with the movie. Yeah. Groundhog Day. I got you, babe. Sunny and Cher. That's a good one. That's it, yeah. it's it's probably the only needle drop that actually is kind of related to the plot. You know, it it's it just resets the, the it's yeah. important. It resets the plot. Yep. Um, I love Bill Murray. I worship him. He's my guy. <laughs> but I felt like Wayne's World. I mean, it made that song even popular. Yeah. This one. Is tied to that movie, but it didn't make the uh, Sunny and Cher. It didn't make it any more popular. Right. But I love that uh, song. That's that a good one, yeah. Because the song had to have been an earworm song, an annoying song. That is stuck in your head just, all day. Just after stuck you it. Yep. If it was his favorite song, he would start out the day in a better mood than he is. And yep. the whole point of the movie is for him to be worse and worse in a oh, mood. That's a great pick, too. Yeah. What do you got for other comedies? Uh, for other comedies, I had uh, Twist and Shout from Ferris Bueller's Day yep. Off. I thought you were going to go with that one yep. eventually. That was going to be my 80s pick, but then... The Breakfast Club. I would have been sad if, Be if Breakfast Club was not chosen. Gotcha. Um, I also had... Uh, obviously Stuck in the Middle with You from Reservoir Dogs. Yep. Uh, yep. I'm Alright from Caddyshack. Song opens the movie. Yep, that's good. Uh, um, Kenny Loggins would have been a great wildcard pick too. Oh, yeah. that man is. I almost movie picked Danger theme. Zone. Yeah. Yep. I, I almost picked Footloose. I love Footloose. I'm a little. We could do a theme, a draft theme for movie uh, theme songs. Theme songs that are written for the movie. I feel like I need to mention my favorite song used in a trailer. Ooh, okay, let's hear. Which is the original? Technically, I think it's a teaser trailer for the Social Network. Oh, yeah, great. It is Scala doing the cover of Creep. Mm. And is it our choir then that chimes in towards the end, too? Yeah, well, Scala is the name of, of uh, the choir. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> Scala with the Kolkani brothers, who okay. are the, like, they arranged it and everything. Yeah. But just that haunting, like, Creep, Creep is one of my all time favorite songs by Radiohead. And I love that cover more than I love the actual song. Yeah. Because yeah. well, more more than I love the Radiohead version, just because it's so haunting, and yeah. that over the scenes that they chose for the Social Network for that trailer are just so great. With me being such a big horror movie guy, there's only there's only two picks on my honorable mentions list that count for horror films. Okay, I have a few that might be counted too. So let's yeah. uh, let's do some horror. Okay, so like number one is the use of the song Blue Moon in an American Werewolf in London. Yes. That's that, the, the transformation scene. In my the, research, I saw that one very a lot. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen the movie. Wow, really? It might be homework. That might, might be a Hollywood me. homework movie. Might have to yeah. assign me some homework. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just love the use of that song, and that's another That's another one of those. I, I think that, of that scene when I hear that song. Um, another one, people can call this a thriller, a uh, dark drama 
I still consider it a horror film because it is about a serial killer. Um, and this, this song gives me chills every time I hear it because I connect it with the beginning and the ending of this movie. Hurdy Gurdy Man from Zodiac. Oh, Zodiac. Fitcher, yes. Oh, I knew man. you were going to bring him up because you, you've mentioned Hurdy Gurdy Man. <sighs> I love that song. Well, I love let's talk a little Fincher before. then. I would say he's more Scorsese. And I would say James Gunn is more Tarantino. Oh, very good analogy. Yes. Yep. And he's, yeah, Fitcher's much more strategic with it. And yep. it's not as many in a movie. Yeah. Another one is uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh. Sail Away, Enya. Yes. <laughs> with Stellan Skarsgård's got uh, that Daniel scene. Craig all tied up. <sighs> that freaked me out when I was in. Oh, and, and, and just... the juxtaposition of that song being yeah. like a spa relaxing song. Just that, yeah, that like ethereal, like, yeah, exactly. The spa massage, you know, was, yeah. Sounds of tranquility type of thing. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And oh. Fitcher, and the, the song he uses at the beginning of it, over his credits, the, oh, the cover immigrant song, of immigrant song with, with Karen O. With, uh, with Karen O and then Trent Reznor doing Trent the Trent Reznor music, doing yep. the, yeah, it's amazing. So oh. I, I think uh, Scorsese even uses Neil Drops more than Fincher. I think Fincher, does, it's yeah. like one a movie, if it, yeah. not in every movie, but when he does, it packs a punch in it. He impact. picks, yeah, he picks perfect songs. And I feel like, I feel like that's it. I feel like he's very, like he's, He's been, you know, documented as being such a meticulous director. Oh, 99 takes is yeah, what he's been yeah. known for, yeah. And and I feel like those those picks were heavily like researched and looked over and he he knew that that scene would not work without that specific song. And I'm sure it's one of those things where he tells his producer he's like, "Pay whatever you have to. I need that song in this scene because this scene needs that music." Uh to pick it back on that uh, Mike Myers had that same experience with Wayne's World, Bohemian Rhapsody. He demanded that song. Oh, okay, it was too yeah. expensive. I don't know if he paid for himself, but he got it in there, and it was definitely the right call. Yeah, they wanted just another song in there with them doing the same like movements or whatever. It doesn't work. And it doesn't work. So yeah, uh, when you when when someone has a vision for a a song in a movie, yeah, uh, they have to they have to pay for it because. Yep. Uh, of the laws and the copyright. Well, and that's and that's how James Gunn has done both Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Like he he writes the scripts with those songs in yep, mind. Yep, yep. And a lot of them are pop songs from his childhood. Obviously, that meant something to him. But and those songs too, like "Come and Get Your Love." I didn't know that song uh, before Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe I heard it, but I didn't. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't enjoy it as much as before that movie. Yeah. And he did that with a lot of songs that weren't known as well. That's a look at our needle drops. That's our teams. We'll have the teams up posted on our account. And you will vote on them. Yeah, I won, but uh, we'll see. Do you think you won, though? <laughs> no, because you got Tiny Dancer. But I got the stones. <laughs> we'll see. It's up to you guys to vote. All right, that was it for this week's Movie Draft, Needle Drops. You can find us on Instagram at movie underscore draft. Keegan, where can you listen to us? As of right now, you can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. Uh, coming soon to uh, Apple Podcasts as well. I'm Nick Metzler. And I'm Keegan Kahanis. And just remember, this job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers. Bittersweet memories That is all I'm taking with me so goodbye